Give it up for your pastor one more time, Pastor Randy and Cherie, the greatest pastors in the whole wide world. Well, hey, I'm excited to be uh, speaking with you guys today. And um, uh, just kind of like a quick little plug really quick, just for moms and dads out there uh, that are parents of teenagers, I want you to know that Celebration Church is about two generations coming together, an older generation, a younger generation. It's our jobs as moms and dads to point our kids in the right direction. We'll watch God do incredible things. We have some things planned for your students. Uh, the easiest way to get connected to that is by following us on Instagram, celebration underscore students. A lot of great things coming up. Well, hey, I'm excited about jumping into today's message, and we're going to be starting off by reading out of the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4, verse 36. It's a very familiar story uh, that a lot of us have already heard, but I believe there's some things in it that can help us uh, for today, help us uh, for the season that we are in right now. It says this in verse 36, now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. We're talking about Jesus. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he, Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he rose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Uh, years ago, I picked up a new sport called hunting. Um, before you get offended with me, I just want to let you know I'm a very horrible hunter. Deer are not afraid of me. Nine out of ten times, they're all going to go home safely at night. So don't get mad at me. You can get mad at my brother-in-law, Nick, who has a phenomenal shot. Uh, anyways, um, so I, I was out there. It was my first time kind of walking by myself. And, um, and, and, and as I was out there, I remember thinking about all the veteran hunters that dropped me off. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but they're veterans. And I thought to myself, I just want to have like a successful hunt. You know, I did everything in my power to make this happen. I made sure to get like the, 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 the camo, the right camo to make sure deer couldn't see me. I borrowed all the right equipment. And then I was determined to find all the perfect locations um, where deer would be. Like I really, I put myself in their hooves and I thought to myself, if I was a deer, this is where I would go. And I went to all of those places. Uh, but even after all of the work I put in, I was unsuccessful. It was frustrating. It's frustrating when you're doing everything you know to do and it just doesn't seem to be working. Um, after a few days, one of the veteran hunters pulled me aside and they said, like, listen, like, I can tell you're frustrated, but let me give you some inside information. I'm like, awesome. What is it? He said this, if the wind is not moving in your favor, you're not going to see a deer. I'm thinking to myself, what does the wind have anything to do with hunting. Like, it's about the camos. It's about the locations. It's about the time of day you wake up to go out and hunt. He's like, no. You see, if the wind is blowing from behind you, it's going to pick up your scent, and the deer are going to smell you way before you ever see them. And it was like a bittersweet moment uh, because I was, I was, I mean, I was glad that I wasn't necessarily the problem, that my outfit wasn't the problem, that my weapon wasn't the problem. Uh, but it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a little shocking to, to see that something I couldn't see had the potential to influence what I would see. See, Jesus, he wakes up from this nap. He's awakened. 
And, and I admire Jesus for, like, the move that he makes. He gets up. He, he, I'm sure he sees the waves, but Jesus doesn't respond to the waves. Jesus rebukes the thing that could not be seen because he knew it's the thing that could not be seen that's actually the problem to what we are seeing today. He rebukes the wind. I think for most of us in that scenario, we're looking at the waves and we're screaming at the waves and we're yelling at the waves. But what if you don't have a wave problem? What if you have a wind problem? Um, this morning, I'm not really here to talk for a very long time. Pastor Randy gave me 10 minutes. I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> I'm not going to talk for a long time. But I, I, and I'm also not here to talk about the wind. Uh, but I do want to talk about another invisible force that might be influencing what you're experiencing in your life today. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, it says this. They're going to throw it up on the screen for me, hopefully. There it is. It says this, verse 16. For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things we can't see such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities, in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. I'm, uh, for some of you, you're thinking, should we change the channel? Things are looking a little spooky here. Yes, there is a spiritual realm. Every single one of you right now, we're, we're, we're not just living in a realm that we can see. There's also a realm that we can't see. Uh, we use terminology like the natural realm and the spiritual realm. The natural realm that's visible and the spiritual realm that's invisible. Um, in the natural realm, this is everything that we can relate to. Our natural senses all go with the flow. It's what we can see. It's what we can tangibly touch. It's, it's, it's you waking up in the morning. It's your circumstance. It's, it's in the realm of the natural. It's what we're used to. It's it's life. In the spirit realm, this is a realm that you can't see. This is a realm, like it said in Colossians, where there's rulers, there's authorities, there's angels, there's demons, there's spirits. Yeah, there, there's spirits. Like this is, I know you're scared, but just let me freak you out a little bit more. You're also a spirit. Yeah, look to your neighbor and say, I'm a spirit. Back up. You're a spirit. We're, we're, we're a spirit being. When God created humanity, he did not just create a natural version of a human with a body and a soul. God put a spirit inside of man. You're a spirit, and I'm a spirit. We live in a body, and we possess a soul. If you were going to go trick-or-treating, you would have to wear a costume to go trick-or-treating. Um, you're not your costume. You're you. But you need a costume to participate in trick-or-treating. You're, you're not just a body. You're a spirit. But you need a body to function in this realm that we call the natural. You're a spirit being deep down. And, and the way that your natural senses function in the realm that you can see, your spirit self actually can connect to the realm of the spirit. Your spirit self can connect to the realm of the spirit. Uh, you may think, like, dude, you're lying. Like, I'm not into any of that stuff. No, you've experienced this yourself. Have you ever walked into a room and everything seemed to be going good? No one was talking. 
But there was just such tension in the room, you could feel it. Like, you couldn't naturally feel it. But like right here, it was so real that you even made the statement, yo, the tension was so thick, you could cut it with a knife. What was that? That was your spirit connected to the realm that you couldn't see. For some of you that have done some time, I know there's a lot of you out there, you walk out to the yard, birds are chirping, everything's going good. I mean, I mean, it was just the perfect day. But as soon as you stepped on that basketball court or that handball station, you felt something, not tangibly, but right here, that something's about to go down. There's a realm that you can see. There's a realm that you can't. And sometimes the things that you can see are a direct result from the realm that you can't see. Jesus didn't sit there and get amused with the waves. Jesus knew that this problem is being birthed out of a realm that we cannot see. And I think for a lot of us, it's important that we understand this. Because today, my desire is that you can move forward in life. That if you feel like you've done everything that you know to do, and it's still not working, that there would still be some hope for you to move forward. I'm talking to the mom that has been praying and, and has been trying to invite your kid to church, and you're trying to tell him all the right things, and you're trying to coach him and doing everything you know to do, and it doesn't seem to be working. I'm talking to the businessman that's been doing everything in his power to keep his business afloat, but it still seems to be sinking. Um, this is, and you've probably heard this before, but this is what I really need you to understand today, that you can't fix a spiritual problem with natural solutions. You're, you can't fix a spiritual problem with natural solutions. For the person that's been trying to find that sense of, of fulfillment in their life, and you're doing everything you know to do in the realm of the natural, you can't fix a spiritual problem with natural solutions. If you feel stuck today, your answer is not in yelling at the waves. If you feel stuck today, you might need to go have a conversation with the wind. I love, I love these Wednesday nights that we're doing because it's a reminder to me, hey, we're not here fighting some flesh and blood war. We are going to pray because when we pray, things move. We're going to worship. Why? Because when we worship, things move. Can I see it? No. But when I'm praying, there are things happening in the realm that I cannot see that will turn my wave situation around. If you don't know what you are up against, and let me tell you, not every problem is a wind problem. There are some real practical steps that you should be taking that would bring great joy to your life if you just provided some natural solutions. But there are some, some today that we're talking about that, that are wind problems. And if you don't know what you're up against, you're always going to get frustrated with the waves. Um, I was a little hesitant about sharing this, this story because it's a dream, and anytime someone says, I had a dream, it's like, oh, here we go again. What's he going to say? But I, I want to share this dream that I had because uh, I really believe that it was a dream that kind of connects with what we're talking about today. And for me, it was a God dream. Um, but not every dream is a God dream. Uh, and let me tell you, it's going to be very rare that you hear someone on stage saying, hey, I, God gave me a dream. Uh, because God primarily is going to speak to you through the Bible. If he's not speaking to you through the Bible, he's going to speak to you through the Holy Spirit, which whatever he says is going to connect with what's in God's word. But can he speak through a dream? Absolutely. So there it is. So don't think I'm weird. But in my dream, 
It was about three years ago. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in my living room, and I'm with my wife, and we're standing behind these six to seven detectives. They're, there's about six or seven of them. They, 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 they look like your traditional detectives on the shows you watch on TV when they're looking for, like, the bad guy. They're wearing their slacks, their button-up shirt with coffee stains, and they look like they've been up for hours. Um, they're, they're, they're huddling around these two computer screens, and they're looking for my daughter. They're looking for my daughter. At the time, my kid was two weeks old, so they're, they're looking for her. My daughter had been kidnapped by two terrorists. And, um, and I remember we're standing, my wife and I are standing looking at the two computer screens, just waiting for them to locate where they're at. And after some time, I see this green dot. I found out, like we've seen, their, okay, we, we got them. We, we, we can see where they're at. Um, you can see their destination of where they were trying to get to. It was a specific city here in our world uh, that is very known for, for terrorism and a lot of crazy things take place there. And I can see that that's where they were going. There was a dotted line that would follow them as they went, kind of like for those who have flown overseas, you see the screen with the airplane, the dotted line gets longer as you get closer to your destination. And I can see that they're getting closer to their destination. I, I, I called the detective over. I'm like, yo, like, let's go get them. They have my kid. Let's, let's go get them. We, we can see where they're at. Like, I don't care if we have to fly there. Let's fly there, get on the ground, grab these dudes, and take my baby back. Baby back ribs. I don't know why that just came to my mind. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> I'm just really hungry. And anyways, so I, the detective, he comes over and he, he takes off his headsets and he, uh, he looks at me and he's like, we can't, we can't get these ones. And I'm like, what do, what do you mean? Like, they're right there. He goes, these, these, these terrorists are not on the ground. These terrorists are in the air. When he said that in my spirit, I knew exactly what we were dealing with. This was not a natural fight. This was a spiritual fight. He said they're in the air. And I got to be honest with you. If they make it to their destination, you will never see your daughter again. And I remember I kind of backed up, and I'm standing there with my wife, and I'm just, like, confused. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where it's just, like, out of your hands. It's out of your control. You feel like you don't have a move to make. You're sitting there watching things crumble, and you can't do anything about it. As we're standing there, I, I look at that lead detective, and he takes his headset off again. But this time, he looks, like, really, really shocked. And he, he looks at the other detectives, and at the same exact time, they scream for joy. They grab the papers that are on the desks, and they throw them up into the ceilings, and they're celebrating. I'm thinking, what in the world is going on. He comes over to me and he gives me a huge high five, but I don't high five him back. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Like, what happened? And he grabbed me by my collar and he pulled me right into his face. I could almost smell his breath. I mean, it was probably my wife's breath because, again, I was sleeping. But I could almost smell his breath. And, 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 and he's looking at me. He's like, something just intercepted her in the air. And I'm like, what? He's like, no, some, two things just intercepted her in the air. They're not heading over there. They're heading somewhere. Come look at the computer screen. So I'm at the computer screen, and there was a shift that took place on the computer screen. They were no longer heading to this place, their destination of terrorism. They were heading to another city called Israel. I don't know why Israel. It's probably just the holiest place I'm aware of. And so I thought, like, awesome. I looked at my wife, and I'm like, sweet. They're heading to Israel. This is great. 
later to find out that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel, which before it was Jerusalem, it was Salem, which was my daughter's name, but that's a whole different story. And so I knew in my heart, man, something has happened. I woke up from this dream, and it meant something to me. At the time, we had already been in the hospital for about a week and a half with our two-week-old. Every day, we were fighting for her life. But I knew something, that these doctors are not my enemy, that her lung problem is not my enemy, that these machines are not my enemy. This is a spiritual battle. I'm not going to contend. I'm not going to freak out like everybody else. I had a dream, and my dream lines up with sometimes the wind is playing a bigger role in your situation than you know. I was not going to fight like other moms and dads were. You know what I had to do? I had to go lock myself in a room and fight the wind. How do you fight the wind? How do you fight the wind? How do you fight the wind? There's a numerous amount of ways that you can fight the wind. And, and it's, it's, it's in a spiritual route, but, but what I knew I had to do in that moment is I had to pray. I had to pray. This is how I was going to fight this battle. I had to pray. And, and I want you to understand, when Jesus Christ died on that cross for you, and he said, it is finished, he meant it. Everything that you have need of has already been provided for you. That promise is yours. When you go pray, you're not going to sit there asking God to do things that Jesus already paid for. You're going to have to remind the wind, wind, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Wind, my daughter is healed and whole in Jesus' name. Wind, I will not fear, for God has given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Wait, can I tell you, when you pray, the spirit realm can hear you. When you pray, angels start to move. When you pray, demons start to flee. When you start occupying space in the realm that you can't see, you will see things take place in the realm that you can. I think for a lot of us out there, we're frustrated because we fixated on the waves. And, and if we're honest, for most of us, we've learned how to live life with the waves. But Jesus did not die on a cross for you to learn how to function and maneuver through the waves. He's given you authority. He's given you a voice. He's given you power in the realm that you can't see. You may be a nobody here in the city, but if you know how to pray, all of the spirit realm knows your name. You may feel like a lousy mother today, but if you know how to pray and you know God's word and you know how to use your voice and you know how to not talk about your problem, but go talk about your prayer, if you know how to do that, you can see things turn around. What would take you years to do in the realm of the natural can be accomplished in two minutes praying to your, to your God. I'm just telling you. We want to see change. And if you really want to see change, you got to make up your mind that you can't fight like everybody else. Your fight is different. In Ephesians chapter 6, 12, it tells you that your fight is not the people around you. You are fighting things in a realm that you cannot see. Businessman, don't fear. Go in your room and start to declare the promises that God has made to you in his word. You'll move forward. Person that is battling sickness right now, 
Don't fear. Get your eyes off of the, I know it's real to you because your natural sense is connected to this room, but you're also a spirit being. And tap into the real you and take some time to occupy space in the realm that you can't. I believe prayer is so powerful. Prayer is not just the only thing that you can do to occupy space in the realm of the spirit. Do you know that when you're generous and you do anything that God says to do, when you're generous with your life, when you love people, when you do what God says to do, it may look like something natural, but I'm telling you, you're occupying space in the realm of the spirit. And that's where battles are won. We can fight all day long over here, but I'm telling you, we're always gonna have a wave problem. I believe it's time that we get our attention off of the distraction. You're gonna have to fight to do it because again, there was water coming into the boat. When there's water in the boat, it's super hard to focus on the wind. You're thinking about the waves. You're trying to build a bigger boat. You're doing everything in your power to keep the water out. No, you gotta trust that when you take the spiritual route, when you make God number one, when you focus on the steps he's called you to take, when you say yes to even the crazy steps he asks you to take that don't register with your mind but register with your spirit, when you say yes to those things, true change will come. I know I felt this on my heart, just maybe someone out there that's watching that Perhaps uh, the idea of God has always just been an idea. You've been, you've been searching for more. You've been searching for more, so you've only searched in the realm in which you understand, which is the natural realm. Whether it's been with relationships, trying to find more relationships, trying to stay busier, trying to do different things to give you that sense of peace and you still can't find it, it's a spiritual problem. And... And, and you have to open yourself up to God in a way where you can say, God, I may not understand all of it, but there's something that feels right, right here. I can't explain it with my mind, but, but I want to say yes to you, not from my mind. I want to say yes to you from, from right here. When you do that and you invite God into your life, into your, into, into your situation, I'm telling you, it is a game changer. I want to pray for you guys out there that have been trying to move forward, uh, but you feel stuck. We're not going to fight a natural fight right now. We're going to pray, and we're going to believe that as we pray, things are going to change. Things are going to move. They're first going to change in the realm that you can't see. They're first going to move in the realm that you can't. Some people get super discouraged when they pray and they don't see it happening. In Daniel chapter 10, there's a story where Daniel asks God for wisdom. He's asking God for some answers. He needs answers. He's, he's leading and he needs some answers. In Daniel chapter 10, it says, and it's, it says that he prays and in the very moment that he releases his prayer, it makes its way to heaven. God gives it to an angel. An angel is sending it down. An angel is bringing the answer back to Daniel, day one. But as soon as he makes his way, there's this prince of Persia. I know we think this is like a person. No, this was a spirit. And this spirit begins to battle this angel that has the answer. It'd be like if UPS was trying to bring you a package, but the FedEx guy was like, no, you're not going to take it. For, you're not going to take it to them. And there was, there was a holdup. But Daniel did not lose faith. It took 21 days for that answer to come. 
And when that angel showed up to Daniel, he said, Daniel, don't freak out, man. I I know the package seems to be running a little bit late. I'm telling you, I left on time, but this thing tried to stop me. But thank you for not giving up. Thank you for still believing because here is your package. To the person that has been believing and has been praying and you feel like it hasn't happened yet, don't lose faith. The package is on its way. It's on its way. Don't throw in the towel. It's on its way. When you occupy space in the realm of the Spirit, when you take your authority, you will not lose. And I believe that it will bring true change to the realm that you can see. Let's pray. God, today we just call you good. God, we call you faithful. God, I just pray that even as these words were shared today, God, that they would somehow register with those that are watching. God, I just believe and pray that you have spoken to people, that you've given them answers to perhaps problems that they've been facing. And God, as we we shift our position, and God, as we take our attention off of our problems and, and we fixate on the one that can fix them, God, I just pray that things would change speedily. God, that we would see things move like never before. God, we do believe that this year will be great. God, we believe that this week will be great. God, right now, I just pray for those that are struggling financially, and we just speak right now peace over their mind. God, as we take the steps that we know to take, we just declare that they are blessed in every area of their life. We declare the blessing of God, the empowerment to prosper. We speak resources. Okay, as we just prayed that, you know what was happening? Angels were moving. Demons were fleeing. God, I pray over people that are believing for their kids right now. Devil, you cannot have their children. We declare that household salvation is coming to their home. You know what happened? Instead of talking about how bad your kid was, we did that and demons ran and angels moved. You got to start doing this. I want to do this for you all day long, but you got to start doing this. You got to start praying. You got to start believing. You got to go in that Bible, take out what God has given to you, and start declaring that in the place of play, in your place of prayer. When you do that, true change will come. I, I just want to be really honest. I, I think about all the things I've prayed for, and I've prayed like a lot, a lot. And just because you're praying doesn't even mean you're really engaged in, in that moment. The Bible says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much power. Um, There's been times where, like, I've passively, in passing, have prayed for a situation. Like, yeah, God, if you want it to happen. And, like, deep down, I really don't care. Those are hit and miss. But there's moments, and you know you're serious, because you go into that place with some scriptures. You have them written down in your handwriting, and you start to declare things in the realm of the Spirit. And I'm telling you, when I've been serious about seeing change, God has never failed me. He's never failed me. I believe if you can, if you can just believe what you're praying, I'm telling you, it will happen. Take it seriously. No passive prayers. No begging God. You don't have to beg Him. Get in there. Speak God's promises. And I believe with all of my heart, change will come. Change will come. Before we transition out, I want to give people an opportunity to uh, surrender their life to God. You may not even know what that looks like, but it's simple. It's, it's, it's simple. It just requires faith. You're going to have to believe. It's not going to register with your mind, but something in your spirit compels you to say yes to this God that you've never seen.
The Bible says, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you declare with your mouth, when you make a decision to say yes to Jesus, the Bible says it's in that moment that your spirit man is alive. It's born again, the real you. You're not going to see a change in the outward version of you, but right here, your spirit man, there's a change. And if you want to say yes to Jesus, if you want your spirit man to be born again, to come alive, to be alive to the things that God has for you, uh, I want you to pray this prayer. The Bible makes it clear that when you make this decision, that your eternity in heaven is secured when life on earth is done. But today, you can begin to thrive. You don't have to be a victim to your circumstance. You can connect, to your, you connect yourself to a God that loves you. Let's pray this. Say, today, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I believe that you lived for me, and I believe that you died for me. And I believe that God raised you from the dead for me. Today, I call you my Savior, and I make you my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 